The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, hello, hello, greetings, welcome, dear friends. Wherever in the world you are, wonderful to be with you in this moment in time, whatever the weather inside or outside. So today, day five of exploring the refrain of the Satipatthana Sutta. Satipatthana Sutta itself, the four foundations of mindfulness, of awareness. How um, how beautiful the teachings are, how beautiful the teachings are in the Satipatthana Sutta, and especially the refrain. The refrain itself is so significant. And we've been building up, we've been building up this entire week with the different parts of the refrain building up one by one by one. And this last sentence really is a, an accumulation of the practices of the previous days that really culti- cultivates to this. And I like to put it all together and um, and this statement, actually, this last sentence that I was offering, just to drop it in, not try to think about it, not try to analyze it, but as a koan, to sit with it and let it flower. Um, it's, it's as Rilke says, to live the questions themselves, to live the questions, not trying so hard to, to answer or open locked rooms that Sometimes answers are not available to you yet. Um, so instead of leading into frustration of, oh, this doesn't make sense, but just drop it, it, dropping the question and living the question with patience, trusting that the practice builds up and it, it will make sense. So in the way of review, in the way of, um, in the way of review of where we are, um, I'd like to, uh, let's see, let me uh, first put up the Satipatthana Sutta. Um, uh, see if I have that here. There we go. The structure of the Satipatthana Sutta, especially if you have been just joined today and you're not quite sure where we are. So, um, so the Satipatthana Sutta, uh, sections, the four sections on body, feelings, mind, and dhammas. And after every teaching, the refrain shows up. The refrain is so important that it repeats 13 times in the Satipatthana Sutta. So, so the refrain, the refrain, um, and Maybe what I'll also do, I'll re- I'll share the entire refrain. Let's see if uh, it will allow me to share the entire text uh, here in chat. Oh, it's too long. Oh gosh. Okay, so not possible to share it in chat. Oh well, the limitations of 
of um, of YouTube. Only 200 characters. This is almost 700 characters, the refrain. Oh, well, maybe what I'll do is I will, um, I will read the entire refrain and, um, and, and really, really try to relate what this teaching, this part, try to decode it for you a little bit, which I have to say, I have fallen in love with the entire refrain. Um, and years ago, when I was sitting a retreat, actually, on the Satipatthana Sutta um, with Bhikkhu Analyo, who's the author of the book I've been mentioning, he did his dissertation, PhD dissertation on the Satipatthana Sutta. Um, I fell in love with this instruction, with this one sentence. It was so opening, it was so freeing. Um, this abiding independent, not clinging into the world and anything in the world, there's a sense of freedom and ease that can be created in the heart and mind. So there is peace and ease to actually engage in the world, to engage and be of service. This sentence, this this phrase doesn't mean that you're aloof and you just go sit in the cave and you don't, it doesn't say um, not engage with the world. It says not clinging. There's not a sense of clinging um, and wanting. So I'm actually doing this a little Losing a little bit, uh, uh, speaking a little out of order. Let me read the entire um, phrase, the entire uh, refrain. So in this way, in regard to the body, one abides contemplating the body internally, or one abides contemplating the body externally, or one abides contemplating the body internally and externally. So, So what we did here in this te- in this teaching and what we explored is expanding the dimensions not just being internal not just concerned with the self internal it's uh, all internal but also c- doing the contemplations externally for other beings so already this refrain is building up the internal external if you've just landed in the refrain with the last sentence maybe you're confused like what does that mean but be patient, be patient. So already the refrain is setting the frame of internal and external and internal and external self and others and the world. This contemplation is already actually in the first sentence of it is opening us up, opening us up so much to internal, external. The second and, and also to mention what it also what it helped us bring bring up uh, to to really get a sense of objectivity because we are so stuck in our narrative we are often so stuck in the way we see the world me 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 mine 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 the way I see is right this is good this is bad this so being stuck um, in ter- with the internal. This is already opening us up to internal, external. And also that shift in the frame, shift in the perspective of both internal and external allows an objectivity of impersonality to pop up. It's it's suffering, it's challenge, it's beauty, it's goodness. It's not me, there's, it's, it's, it's a sense of openness of heart and perspective that already comes from this first 
sentence of the the refrain. Now the second sentence, you see how these build up together, build up. The second that we worked with a couple of days ago, with、uh, contemplating the nature of arising and passing away. So with arising and passing away,、um, impermanence, really getting an understanding, a deep understanding of all things, all things, whether or not we want them to be or not. Arise and pass away are impermanent, and there is a sense of the heart doesn't cling, doesn't let go. It does let go, doesn't cling. Already, that observation, that practice, is opening us up for this statement here that we've been sitting with today. Seeing the arising and passing away of all things, the heart, the mind doesn't cling. There's a sense of freedom that arises that one can actually. Engage or be in the world in a different way. In a different way, it frees up both insights into emptiness, into wisdom of openness and wisdom of compassion. So, as talked about a couple of days ago, insight into impermanence、uh, really leads the way, opens up one. For awakening, it's required. It's required for awakening. One cannot. Um, access or or or、uh, enter the stream, the first stage of awakening, without a, a thorough and pure insight into everything arising and passing away. Not just one thing, not just one moment, not just one insight, but the thorough, thorough insight into impermanence. So that second line of the refrain is already opening up to a sense of ah, it's it's our it's. All passing—it's a passing show. This life, this body, everything is a passing show, and brings up a sense of okay, how to engage. And the answer that comes up is with wisdom and compassion. Already, it's not—it doesn't make sense to cling. It doesn't make sense to to be hateful. It just doesn't make sense after you've had these insights. It just does not make sense anymore. The next phrase we worked with. Uh, mindfulness that there is a body. Uh, or let me read it. Mindfulness that there is a body is established in one to the extent necessary for bare knowledge and continuous mindfulness. We did this yesterday, and、um, the 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 idea that the the support the support of bringing in a lexical note. There is a body. There is a body can be so helpful to to support this this bare knowledge, but but just enough, just enough to have this reminder, lexical reminder,、uh, lexical note, so that there's continuous mindfulness, continuous mindfulness. So all of these practices together, and now we have continuous mindfulness. Leading to this last sentence here, one abides independent. There's a sense of independence from from、uh, all the things that we hang on to, all the things that we are, are preoccupied, not in a helpful way, and not to cling to anything. And again, it's not for the entire. It's not that 
you don't cling anything after, you know, of course you're going to have your breakfast and lunch and, and, but there's a sense of clinging. It doesn't, again, listen carefully, read carefully. It's, it doesn't mean not engaging. It, it says not clinging. There's a different, it's clinging. There's a different energy of clinging to things in the world. There's a sense of um, clinging that word um, in, um, is, is, you know, you can actually feel it in your body when you're clinging to something. There is just this tightness of uh, greed, hatred, and uh, delusion, really shorthand for that. It's not regarding engagement. So just a couple more things to say and then to wrap up. Um, it is said that the uh, abiding independently, according to the suttas and, and Bukunalia's uh, analysis uh, that this abiding independently is really the absence of dependency through craving, as I've mentioned, and speculative views. And the not clinging to anything in the world is not identifying, not identifying to, um, and not identifying with the five aggregates uh, of existence. And the five aggregates will come up in a few weeks. You study them with, um, with Gil this in, in these morning is coming up as part of the fourth Satipatthana. So I'll just leave that as a way for you, for your in, interest to be peaked, uh, like a preview of what is coming up. So all of these practices lead, especially the refrain, lead to a sense of um, equipoise, equanimity, and freedom, not I making and my making, um, where freedom can arise from fixed views and a deep, deep wisdom and compassion to engage with the world, to engage with the world from true, true compassion and love, not from hatred, not from self-views, not from um, the, the ways that are actually create war and create discontent. So these are really, really deep teachings and beautiful teachings. Um, so I, I only hope, it is my hope that this five days that we spend together exploring the uh, the beauty, really, the beauty of the refrain. It's it's hard to say. You know, every part of the suttas I read become my favorite, but the refrain I am I am in love with. The refrain is so beautiful and so sublime, and I hope that I've managed to share a little bit of of the significance of the refrain and how this practice these practices can be awakening and. Um, bringing freedom for you in your life so that you can serve and relate and be engaged in the world, but not clinging, not clinging. Um, so anyway, it's been a delight to, to serve you and to practice with you this week. Thank you for your wholeheartedness. Thank you for your kindness in listening and practicing together. And uh, may you be well. May we all, all us being, all us beings everywhere. May we be safe. May we be happy. May we be healthy. And may we all have ease and freedom. 
Thank you so much for your kind attention. I wish every single one of you, of us, well and goodness. Take good care.